Hi there, hope you're doing amazing. Uh, this is going to be part three of our three-part series on the ministry of angels. If you haven't already, I want to encourage you to go ahead and go back and listen to part one uh, and part two. Part one is really going to cover the biblical basis for the ministry of angels. We really see how it's rooted and founded in the Bible, how God always intended for our life and the life of all those who follow him to be one filled with the activity of angels. And then in part two, we really covered how the word of the Lord in the message from heaven comes through the ministry of angels and really can impact our life. Uh, so our key scripture for this entire series has been Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14. Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve or assist those who will inherit salvation? Again, are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve or assist those who will inherit salvation? Who are those who inherit salvation? They're us, those who... God has given us the right to be called sons and daughters of the Most High, those who he's called priests and kings unto our God, that we've been saved by the precious blood of the Lamb. So angels are ministering spirits. He says, are not all my ministering spirits winds and flames of fire. They are sent to serve and assist those inheriting salvation. In this part, we're really going to be covering how angels assist in our destiny callings and the plans and purposes of God how they minister how they minister to us by strengthening us when we are weak whether from something that has already happened to us or in preparation for something that will occur they provide provision and carry out the promises of God they fight spiritual battles on the behalf of believers and offer protection over our lives they work toward the advancement of heaven's agenda which is the spreading of the gospel of Jesus Christ. They also assist in winning the loss to Jesus through divine setup and intervention. The ministry of angels has been and always will be a key component in the way heaven operates on the earth. So let's take a closer look at what scripture says about these truths. Uh, the first one we're going to look at is how they strengthen us. Often the angelic are used by God to strengthen us before or after great spiritual or physical battles. Luke 22, verse 39 through 44 says, Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down, and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, Yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. So here's Jesus preparing to go to the cross. And how does the father choose to strengthen him while he's in prayer to prepare him to fulfill his call and his destiny of going to the cross and dying for us and shedding his blood so that we can be made right with God? He sends an angel from heaven appearing to him. And obviously it was visible to those who were around them as Luke would have talked to them, recorded that account and been able to write it in the gospel he wrote. So here's Jesus praying in preparation for the greatest torment he was to face on earth. And how does the father choose to strengthen him? He sends the angelic to minister to him. 
We also see the angelic strengthening Jesus after his battle with the devil in the wilderness in Matthew chapter 4, verse 11. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. If the Son of the living God needed the ministry of angels to complete his assignment on earth, then surely we do as well. Let's take a look at another account and an angel strengthening God's people. Daniel chapter 8, verse 15 through 18. While I, Daniel, was watching the vision and trying to understand it, there before me stood one who looked like a man, and I heard a man's voice from the Ual calling, Gabriel, tell this man the meaning of the vision. As he came near the place where I was standing, I was terrified and fell prostrate. Son of man, he said to me, understand that the vision concerns the times of the end. While he was speaking to me, I was in a deep sleep with my face to the ground. Then he touched me and raised me to my feet. I want to point out a couple of things here with this account with Daniel and the angel Gabriel. Gabriel is also assisting him not only by strengthening him, but by bringing the revelation to what God has already spoke. So he's assisting in his calling and his destiny. But then you see Daniel has fallen asleep. Angel comes and touches him and raises him up and literally imparts heavenly strength to him. Uh, I shared on, I believe, both part one and two of an encounter I had very similar where I'm in a hotel room. My son's there. Uh, After a conference, I'm laying in bed. Angel comes into bed touches me. I can feel this jolt of energy. It's almost like you injected me with a triple shot of espresso. Uh, I was energized and strengthened. I've had this happen uh, many other times, and I'm sure many of you have as well, where maybe you're weak or just not feeling it, and you press on, and you go into prayer, and you begin to speak in unknown tongues, tongues of men and tongues of angels, and then all of a sudden you can feel like a jolt of energy, a strengthening, and I believe often what we're seeing here is Jacob's ladder. You know, it says, uh, Christ said, behold, he said, you'll see the heavens open and angels ascending and descending on the son of man. So Christ lives in us. So literally there is this Jacob's ladder opened up over us of angels ascending and descending on the Christ in us to strengthen us for his purposes. Amen. Let's move on. The next one we're going to be discussing is how they bring provision. The angelic have been often used by God in scripture to bring provision to his people when they were in need. We see this clearly in the life of Elijah, 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 5 through 8. Then as he lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. Then he looked, and there by his head was a cake baked on coals in a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came back the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. So he arose and ate and drank, and he went in the strength of that food forty days and forty nights as far as Horeb, the mount of God. Super interesting. Again, here's angels strengthening him and providing for him. So they're bringing provision. He's like, how am I going to eat? How am I going to drink? And literally, these angels bring a cake to him, and they also bring him a jar of water. And obviously, this was heavenly water and heavenly cake. As as he ate it, he's then strengthened through this, through this provision from heaven brought by the angelic for 40 days and 40 nights and is able to travel on it. Man, that's some strengthening right there. Uh, So I have here, 
Elijah was on the run in a desolate place with no food, no water, and the Lord sent an angel to bring him provision so that he could complete God's assignment on his life. We also see that the Lord provided for the children of Israel in this way when it says in Psalm 78 verse 25, human beings ate the bread of angels. He sent them all the food they could eat. The word of God also says in Psalms 103 verse 21, yes, praise the Lord, your armies of angels who serve him and do his will. And in Psalms 35, 27, the Lord be magnified who delights in the prosperity of his servant. If the Lord delights in the prosperity of his servant and the angelic serve God and do his will, then it is safe to say that the angelic take part in God's plan to bless and watch over his people. I truly believe that there are many times when we are in need that God dispatches or assigns angels over our lives that minister to us in provision. You know, we've just heard so many different accounts uh, of individuals losing their keys and they would pray and then all of a sudden they would appear, they'd find them or maybe they were in a place they didn't quite think they were, uh, they were in angels coming, assisting, moving. Uh, I have a dear friend of mine who keeps a recorder next to his bed and to record dreams and visions and things like that he has in the night. And one time he like knocked it off the, the nightstand and, and, and literally the next day though, he woke up and it was put back on a nightstand. So an angel came, literally picked it up and assisted, um, providing for him by putting that there. Uh, we've seen many people find money. They're just walking. All of a sudden there happens to be this $50 bill laying there, this $100 bill, this $20 bill. I've, I've had it happen to me as well finding money, different things like that, where it's almost like it's just directly placed in my path. You know, don't really believe in a whole lot of what a lot of people like to call coincidence, especially, man, when I just see how intentional and detailed God is all throughout Scripture. It's really God moving and using the angelic in our life. Let's go ahead and take a look at another aspect that they assist us in. They fight for and protect us. So this will be Psalms 34, verse 7. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues them. Psalm 91, verse 11 reads, For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your way. Both of these scriptures point very clearly to the reality of God's protection through his ministering spirits. We see this take place all throughout scripture with both the nation of Israel and the early church. Isaiah 37, 36 says, When Israel was faced with fierce opposition, that the angel of the Lord went out and struck 185,000 in the camp of the Assyrians. And when men arose early in the morning, behold, all these were dead, assuring Israel's victory. Man, that's so awesome. Angels also protected Lot from the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, as scripture says in Genesis 19, 15 through 17. When morning dawned, the angels urged Lot, saying, Up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away in the punishment of the city. God sent an angel to protect Daniel in Daniel chapter 6, verse 12. My God sent his angel and shut the lions' mouths, and they have not harmed me. Inasmuch as I was found innocent before him and also towards you, O king, I have committed no crime. And in the New Testament, an angel of the Lord freed the apostles from prison in Acts 5, 18 through 19. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. During the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. 
An angel assisted Paul and his companions when they were in a storm while he was in prison in Acts 27, 23 through 24. Last night, an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar. And God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So we see angels here assisting God's people in the natural, literally breaking through the spirit realm into the natural realm and assisting God's people in protection, fighting for them, bringing victory, delivering them. And then we we also see them assisting us in the spiritual realm as well in Daniel chapter 10, verse 13. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. So this is this is not the actual prince of Persia. This was a principality set over the over the region of Persia. You know, the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness in the heavenly places. And so our weapons are not carnal, but mighty in God in the pulling down of strongholds. This is the angelic warring on our behalf. And here we see in that account in Daniel, where Daniel had literally been praying and asking God, God says, I release the answer uh, to your prayer, Daniel, when I first heard it 21 days ago. But Gabriel got hemmed up fighting the prince of Persia, fighting this principality. And literally the Lord had to send Michael to come in and war on behalf of Daniel to get the message to him. So that should be encouraging to some of us, you know, sometimes in life we're we're wondering, God, why aren't you answering my prayers or or what's going on? God, I've seen you move before. Or, I've heard testimonies of you moving in other people's lives. Why aren't you uh, moving in my life? And obviously there's the there's issues of sin and unforgiveness and and different things like that that we want to always constantly be holding our heart before the Lord and in repentance and and purity. You know, who can ascend the hill of the Lord? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Uh, but sometimes it is a spiritual battle in the heavenly realms that we're not even aware of that's going on. And so really we just want to continue to pray and press in. You know, sometimes it says those who ask, they receive. Some seek who they find. And those who knock, the door will be open to them. That knocking is like a persistent prayer. And again, we see here the angels really assisting in that knocking type prayer, that persisting type prayer to come to fight for us, to protect us, to bring uh, breakthrough. You know, I'm reminded of a, a story of one of the guys in our community, and uh, he was actually living one foot in the world, one foot in the church. He was living with this woman who uh, really just was... Um, not wanting to follow God. You know, we were praying for her soul as well, just really desiring as God would that none should perish. But you know what I mean? Sometimes people just don't respond to the drawing of the Lord, that we have a choice. And she just wasn't responding. And, uh, you know, he was living with this girl, but really desiring to get free and wanting to live for God. But he had like this soul tie to her, very real thing, you know, um, lust, emotion, a lot of stuff, man, tied to this. You know, the Bible says that when you join Together you become one flesh and there's just, there's a strong tie there when you begin to commit some sexual immorality. And so he just couldn't break free, but man, praise God for his mercy. And, you know, he'd been praying and we'd been praying in one service. Uh, we're just worshiping the Lord. Nobody had touched him. We're just worshiping the Lord. And he fell out of his chair, overcome by the power of God. And he testifies that in that moment, he was caught up in a vision up into heaven 
and there this giant angel in in an armor of onyx and if you remember there's onyx stone in heaven it's on the ephod um, very biblical but this angel steps forward and he's got this armor uh full of onyx and he tells this this dear brother he says i'm coming with you and dude comes out of the the encounter totally messed up full of the spirit speaking in tongues uh ends up leaving and it wasn't too much longer after that that he was at this woman's house he went back over there and this angel sure enough went with him and really just stirred up the demons that were in her and really just caused this great um, uproar that forced a separation where they would have he would have to actually come out of there and leave and literally she ends up uh, taking a hammer and like threatening to kill him and all this stuff, but the angel protected him. The angel saved him. He got out of there completely unharmed. And uh, I would love to report right now to you that he is still to this day serving Jesus with his whole heart, burning, set free, got away from her, really going after the Lord. He's even joined the worship team since then. And God is just really doing a mighty work in his life. Man, the ministry of angels is so important, so needed in our life. So let's take another look at another way they assist us. They assist us in our calling and in our purposes. We'll see in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, that it says, For we are all his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Every one of us has a destiny and a calling from God and an assignment to impact the world around us in some form or fashion for the glory of God. That call may not necessarily be in ministry. Nevertheless, it is God's desire and will that we all fulfill and walk out the callings he has given us. So if it's his will, and in Psalm 103:31 it says, "Yes, praise the Lord, you armies of angels who serve him and do his will," then we know angels are here to assist us in fulfilling that call. In Matthew chapter 1 verse 20, we see an angel assisting Joseph, the stepfather of Jesus, in his calling to raise the son of the living God. But he who had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And we see again in Matthew 2, verse 13, when they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. This, this scripture is amazing because it also reveals that angels not only manifest to us when we are awake, but they can also come in dreams. In Acts 8 verse 26, we see an angel speaking to Philip the evangelist on where he should go next to minister. It says, now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. And I've had this happen to me several times. You know, we have this local body here in Youngstown, Ohio. I also travel, preach the gospel. You know, that's the specific call of God and his hand upon my life. And I have seen angels come and assist me multiple times, bringing me messages to speak where literally I can feel them and I'll see them like a silhouette like Job saw. I'll see like a silhouette come into the room and I can hear and I could tell uh, it's from God. The fear of the Lord is on it. The presence of God is is there. It's revelatory and I can hear a voice and it's it's a little bit different than when 
uh, the Holy Spirit speaks and it kind of bubbles up from within. I hear, I hear it more like from an outside source and it comes in. It's usually from either the left or the right side, typically the left side for me. And it'll come in and I could hear it and it'll hit. It, they work just like the demonic. They, the demonic really mimic them. And so if you've ever experienced um, an attack of the enemy where you, you've, you've had a thought, a suggestion, or an idea come on you and then you can really feel like an emotion attached to it. And it's like, you know, you could be walking and, and just as a man, you know, if we're honest, sometimes a girl walks by and all of a sudden there's a voice and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, check her out. Look, and, and it's really like almost encouraging you to sin. Well, obviously, the angels, angels of light, the angels of holiness that come out of the holy presence of God, you know, it's the opposite. So the word comes and they are speaking to us in holiness and in righteousness and in the things of God and really promoting godly character and power. And some of the most powerful meetings I've ever preached have come from uh, when I had messages directly brought to me by an angel and would go in and then just obey and preach what, what I was given to preach. And man, we'd just see the glory of God manifest healings, signs and wonders. Really, the meetings would get out of hand. Uh, I'm also reminded of another account where at one time before service, I was in prayer, just waiting upon the Lord. And some of the leaders and some of the other uh, members of our community were were gathering out in where we meet to worship. And I was just kind of back in another room uh, sitting before the Lord. And I, I all of a sudden, I saw in the spirit realm uh, this progression of angels come from the left and the right side from behind me and just march from the left and right side and wrap around and march into the room where we're going to be meeting and then begin to sit down in some of the seats in that room. So I'm sitting there. It's just really good presence with the Lord, just intimate time with him can feel uh, him so close and I'm just loving it. And I, and I hear the voice of the Lord say, you, you know, you need to go in there. And I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, angelic encounter just had it cool, but like, love you, Jesus just want to be with you, you know? Uh, but the Lord says, go in there. So I'm like, all right, Lord, do I have to, <laughs> you know, and I'm kind of like arguing back and forth with him just because it was so sweet in there and I wanted to stay with him. And he's like, yeah, go in there. So I go out and I walk in the room and man, everybody's just on the floor. Some are filled with the spirit, uh, overcome intoxication of the Holy Spirit. Some are weeping. I mean, the spirit of God is just already there. Like we're, it's a good half hour before service even was supposed to begin, but they're just off one of the precious ladies, um, actually our, our worship leader's wife, she's on the floor and I'm like, man, what in the world is going on? And that service was one of the most powerful moments we ever had. We just got enamored in, in the spirit and worship and just caught up in heavenly worship. I think service started, you know, early, obviously, cause the Holy spirit really started the service. So normally we start about 10 30 in the morning. This really got started around 9, 45, 10 o'clock. And then we went, I think, straight until 4.30 later in that evening, just caught up in worship. And man, you would have never known that it was that long. We were just literally gone, caught up in his glory. But anyway, later on, you know, I was talking to the woman who was on the floor and I asked her like, you know, what, what happened? Like, tell me what happened. You know, I just came out and you guys are gone in the spirit. And she said that she came in and she sat down on one of the chairs where I had actually seen in the spirit um, the angel go and sit down. And she said she felt a hand touch her back and like push her off the 
off the chair and just then it just opened up and like glory just started busting out in the place people started having these encounters with God and so again here are angels coming and assisting in the calling and the purposes of God you know our calling the 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 calling of the local community is to raise up in discipleship and and to raise up lovers of Jesus that are just enamored in him strengthened by him so caught up in him that then they would go out and display him to the world around him and here are angels coming and assisting us in that work and that's not the only time you know, we've had that happen where they've come, they've appeared in services. You could feel them. Again, he says, are not all my uh, are not all my ministering spirits winds and flames of fire? Well, we felt heat come in the room or you begin to actually feel tangible wind blowing across your face or, or your hands, you know. And most of the times here in wintertime, you, you ain't got, you know, air conditioning blowing. So when you feel a cool breeze come across your hands like strong, you know, that's the angelic moving in the room. Uh, but anyway... If we continue and read on in Acts chapter 8, verse 26 through 40, we see the angel was not only assisting Philip, uh, but also a man from Ethiopia as well. It says, Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way, he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of the Kandake. This, which means the queen of the Ethiopians. So he, literally he was the treasurer of Ethiopia. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to the chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you're reading? Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. This is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shear is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is this prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on in his rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared at Azostus and traveled about preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. The angel assists with the salvation of the Ethiopian by leading Philip to where he was at, literally set him up this divine appointment. The Lord only knows what impact this had. History tells us that the Ethiopian actually went back to his own country and a great revival broke out with many others coming to Christ. According to 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3-4, through 4, that says, This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. It is God's will that all come to Jesus, and angels are assigned to assist us in that will. You know, I'm reminded of another time when uh, someone very close to us, you know, not really following the Lord, actually was an... Uh, uh, an alcoholic and, and just the mercy of God, you know, sent angels 
to her and she was in one of her, she's a, she's a, um, home health aide and was in one of her patients home and her patients had all these scriptures like, uh, taped to her mirror in the bathroom. And so literally she's going in there and, and mind you, someone not following Jesus. And all of a sudden she, she would say that, you know, she was having all these thoughts and, and, and dealing with some anxiety and, and really just, um, having a rough time. And she would literally go in the bathroom and as she would go in the bathroom, all of a sudden one of these scriptures just so happened to like fall and land in the sink and she would get it and read it. And it was exactly what she needed here. And this would happen multiple times where these things would just pop and it just so happened to be the scripture that she needed to hear. So literally here's this angel standing there plucking, I believe plucking these scriptures to fall down, knowing exactly what she needed to hear and bringing a message from the Lord, assisting her and leading her and drawing her to Jesus. Uh, my wife's grandmother, um, when she was getting ready to pass away, you know, obviously that's a tough time, um, for anyone, you, you know, leaving this life, you know, thankfully so much easier for those of us who are saved and know that our family members are saved because we know where we're going. We're going in glory. We're going to be with Jesus. You know, the Bible says the day of death is greater than the day of birth. Why? Because man, for those of us who love Jesus, we enter the presence of God to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But, um, my, my wife's grandmother, you know, she, she was, uh, a believer, loved the Lord and right around the time of her passing, like literally right before her passing, she testified that she saw an angel come into the room. And it was like shortly after that she passed. So here's this angel bringing comfort, you know, to those who are inheriting salvation, assisting those who are to inherit salvation. You know, there's so many more accounts all throughout history, all throughout scripture and angelic with angelic assistance. And we can be sure that they are around us even now. I believe in this hour, God is desiring for his bride to be more aware of their activity than ever, that we might further his kingdom and see more precious souls that Jesus paid the price for come into relationship with him and be with him for all eternity. Man, you know, the ministry of angels, it's so important. Again, you just see it all throughout the Old Testament, all throughout the New Testament. Like, we need to embrace this. We need to have it operating in our lives, be aware of it, be looking for it, be leaning in for it. We don't worship angels by any means at all, but understand that they are serving God and His purposes and serving and assisting us with our assignment to share Jesus to the world around us. That's everybody's assignment. He said, I'll send you power to be a witness. If you've been filled with the spirit, if you're blood bought, born again, spirit filled believer, you have an assignment from God to share Jesus to the world around you. Why not? Why not seek God, ask God and look for the assistance of the angelic host, man. Thank you, Jesus, uh, for that reality, God. Lord, I pray, men, release angels in our life. I pray, I ask you, God, greater awareness, even in my life, God, in the life of those, God, that are listening to this podcast, God, that they would encounter you through the angelic, that you would send angelic assistance, God, even now, make them aware. Let them sense their presence when they come in the room. Let them see the silhouette, even open-eyed encounters as we see all throughout Scripture. Let their eyes be open that they may see that those that are with us are greater than those that are against us, God, to be assured of their protection, their strengthening, their provision, and their assistance in our cause. I pray this all to the glory of the Lamb 
Jesus Christ, King of glory. You're so worthy, Lord. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. I hope this teaching uh, has helped. I hope that it will encourage you to press in and encounter God through the ministry of angels. Bless you.